Blog Talk Radio. Star's reaction first is because K-Star, 
I, you know, you know, I'm gonna, I gotta come at you a little bit here, brother, because this is the smartest man in the NFL. This is the best offense in the game. And I told you from day one, I told you, you things smarter than everybody. Now he's unemployed. Your thoughts on Chip Kelly being fired? And they, they didn't even wait. There's a game left. They can get out. Actually, before you read, before you say anything, K-Star, let me just read, because this is fresh news, breaking news. Let me read Jeffrey Lurie's statement. Um, And this is the full announcement from Jeffrey Lurie, who is the uh, chairman, CEO, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, on the decision to fire Chip Kelly. Uh, This is his statement that he released. I have made a decision to release Chip Kelly this evening. I spent the last three seasons evaluating the many factors that involved our performance as a team. As I watched the season unfold, I determined it was time to make a change. As we move forward, the search for a new head coach will begin and led by blah, 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 um, blah, 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 blah. Pat Shermer will be our interim <laughs> coach. Uh, you know, he's talking about whatever, the irrelevant stuff. Pat Shermer will be our interim coach for the Giants game Sunday. We have also released Ed uh, Mer- Mer- I don't even know who this guy is. Marinowitz, vice president of play- player personnel. Tom Donahoe, who actually I have a lot of respect for, um, who has been our senior football advisor since 2012 will assume the role of senior director of player personnel. Tom Donahoe is a smart guy. I am determined and excited to select a new coach to help us obtain our ultimate goal. Thank you for considering consistent. Well, you know, I, I, I think in today's NFL train, you got to, you know, a lot of head coaches, depending on who you get, that's a package deal, right? I mean, if you go out and, and say you go out and get a, a Shanahan, right? Uh-huh. Say Mike Shanahan. Say, you know, one of the guys in the booth, Gruden, um, the Pittsburgh old guy there, Cowher. Any of these guys that names always get tossed around. Not saying that these guys are going to come coach. I, I don't know. But a lot of these guys, they want player control. They want GM. So I think I, – I, I, this is me. This is my opinion. I think you have to consider who who are you going to get as a head coach before you go because um, that, that might be one higher. I disagree, B. I think I think sometimes stronger organizations. There are some who've been able to, who are talented enough to do both jobs. I won't disagree with you there, but I think there are other organizations that are a lot stronger simply because they did go get that GM who knows how to evaluate player personnel, and then they go get that head coach who can bring out the best in the players that they that they that they draft or that they bring in through free agents. That that that, but what I, I I don't disagree with that. I think the process though today is identifying who your coaching candidates are. I I think simply because, hey, what if what if a Bill Cowher was did want to come out of the booth? What if Bill Cowher said, you know, he's a Pittsburgh guy, he's a, he's a Pennsylvania guy. What if he said, you know, for the right money, I would take this job, but I want complete control. Well, you know, so I, I think they have to do their due diligence. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I don't disagree that, you know, it, it could, you know, and I don't think Carl, I'm just using Carl as an example, case okay, so don't don't go over and be like, no, you know, I'm just using him as an example. But anyway, um, Tom Donahoe, though, is a very smart guy as far as evaluating talent, and um, I, I, that, that's a good move. That move for them, I, I don't like the Eagles, but that's a good move. Anyway, K-Star, I, you know, I got, I got, you know, I don't want this to be pick on K-Star night, but at the same time, you were a big Chip Kelly, you know, yay, rah, rah with the pom-poms. What's up? Green skirt on. Um, 
<laughs> I think this is a terrible move, honestly. So you mean to tell me that a guy that inherited a 4-12 and team, let's not forget that, a 4-12 and team comes in there, wins the NFC East, um, and is in two of his first three seasons has a top-five scoring offense, you're going to dump this guy because you gave him one year of being a GM, and that's all you're going to give him? It didn't work out? So you, that's that's the move. You just you just you just fire him. I mean, how many other GMs are on such a short lease? And let's not act like he inherited a great team. Again, this team was four and twelve. So I'm not understanding the move, especially like why couldn't it wait for a week? Um, don't understand that either. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, definitely not about it. I mean, obviously it wasn't a good season. I think it's pretty popular to say, you know, to pick on Chip Kelly right now, but uh, his team, looking at it, 16th in the league in scoring, really right in the middle of the pack. And it's not like he had time to really hone in his GM skills and really see what he could do. I mean, most GMs are given a few years at least. He was given one. So I don't understand the move. I don't think it's a good move. And I think Wait, wasn't, wasn't, hasn't he been in – he's not been in charge of uh, the players he wanted since he's been there? No. No, it's the first year of GM. Well, well let, no, let's be, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, let's be clear. He's He's had control over the players, though. <laughs> Because he's been making all the decisions. He may have just got the title of GM this year, but he's had control over the roster since he got there. And that's the reason why he got fired. Because you you think about all the decisions that he's made, all the player personnel moves that he's made this year. I don't know any GM that wouldn't have been fired with the moves he made. I don't know any move that he's made in terms of putting on that GM hat that's actually played out right. You look at Sam Bradford. That hasn't exactly gone well. You look it's at been one year. Well, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's a winning now league, and not to mention you're in the NFC East. So if you got a talented roster that you've just turned over and basically given away all of your talent from Deshaun Jackson to uh, uh, one of the cornerbacks that I think it was Fletcher or, or not Fletcher, somebody else. I can't remember his name. Boy, but, um, yeah, he's an amazing receiver. You, you give, give away Macklin. You give away a McCoy. Well, hey, hey, JB, JB, let me just help yeah. you real quick. I'm just going to give you something I heard to back, back back your statement, okay? They got rid of McCoy. They brought in Murray. The running game has been less productive, and, and, and Matthews um, has been less productive. They got rid of uh, Boykin. They brought in Maxwell. The secondary has been less productive, okay? Go ahead, JB. I just wanted to just throw that out there. Go ahead. Thank you, because that's what I need. And I'm under the weather, so I appreciate the backup. It's all under Chip Kelly. This year, it doesn't matter. The dude made bad decisions in in training camp all the way throughout, and not one move has panned out. His his prize move of being able to get two for one, getting um, Kiko Alonso, getting McCoy, and then getting Matthews, how did that turn out? Not too good. He goes on IR. Matthew's been hurt. They bring in DeMarco Murray. We see how he's played. So, and then you got Bradford, who's really never run that offense to begin with. So, there's a whole lot of decisions that were made by him since he's the ultimate final decision maker that haven't panned out. And it's a win now league. And you're in the NFC East, where the the winning the the, the team that's going to actually take the division title could do no better than nine and seven. So that shows you that the, the division was up for the taking. All year long, and they never did it. So, so it's a, hold on. No, like I don't understand how. Okay, he was not even given three full seasons. 
and one season as GM. He had two ten and six seasons. He took a team and inherited a team that we all call so talented that was four and twelve, coached by Andy Reid, who's doing pretty good in Kansas City now. So I don't understand the, the narrative that oh, you know, Philadelphia was always awesome. It wasn't. He was four and twelve the year before. Hold on, hold on, I'm not done. Let me rephrase it then. You come into the league, you go 10 and 6, and you get the title. Then you go 10 and 6, you're not in the playoffs. And again, this is a win now league. Now you're 6 and 9. The last 19 games, he's 7 and 12. So the last 19 games, he's 7 and 12. Okay, so we're going to cherry pick the stats. I mean, I mean if you want to go over his three years, right? cherry I mean, that's more, what happened. That's a large. No, it's yeah, cherry picking. Right. If you want to go over his full stats right. as far as how many games he coached, he has a winning record. So, again, you know, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, I don't understand the quick. Take you know, Star, let me, let me, let, let me, let me, let me, let me. Well, I don't understand why they did it with one week left in the season. There <laughs> might be more to this than we know. Okay, that part I don't get. But let me, let me also help you with this, K Star. Um, what you're saying is I feel like we're Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith because because I'm going to say something Stephen A. always says. What you're saying, K-Star, is, is factually correct, but you're leaving out a main part of the story, which is the team is trending in the wrong direction. Yes, he's got a winning yeah. record. Yes, he took the team to the playoffs his first year, but the team is trending the wrong way. They went from winning the division, then last year they started out 9-3, and three, and then they lost three out of their last four, missed the playoffs, and now this year they're, they're not even going to hit 500. So they're not even trending in the right way. So that's a problem. If, if, if you could at least show with all the moves that he's been authorized to make, all the decisions that yeah. he's made, that is a completely different team now than it was under Andy Reid. Completely different. <clears throat> with all the moves that he's been able to make, the new offense that he installed, that you, know, that you came on here and said – most fierce off, offense in the league. Well, that wasn't the case, right? So, it, well, it just it wasn't. It, it doesn't. It didn't work. You know, you take a Demarco Murray who ran for eighteen hundred and fifty yards last year, and you start running him as a scat back like he's Darren Sproles. You know, you take Sam Bradford, and I don't even. I, I can't even. I mean, not that Sam Bradford was actually all that impressive ever as a pro, but I don't know. I, I didn't see the fit. I didn't see the fit when they signed him. I didn't get it. I'm like, really? He's going to run read option and he's going to, huh? What? Hurry up. Okay. It just hasn't worked. And he, 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 he didn't get his guy. Forward. He didn't get his guy a quarterback. And the thing is, I mean, he, I was crazy, but he, he, he got his guy. Got people in place, but he didn't. He didn't get his people in place. He didn't have time to get his people in place. He, 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 get, he, traded, for, he traded for Sam Bradford. What do you uh, mean he, he didn't get his quarterback? He didn't want to make to use him as a moving piece to try and acquire Marcus Mariota is what we found out. And he was a temporary placeholder in place of Nick Foles, who's awful. He made Nick Foles look good. I don't want to talk about that. That's a, you know, that's, a, that's, a pretty huge, that's a pretty huge gamble. And from my perspective, it would be kind of stupid for you to go and trade for a quarterback to use as trade bait to try to get Mariota? Man. And, and you wonder why he got fired. I mean, that's something. That's not something <laughs> You know what I mean? That's not he something that's one season, I'm going to try to do. But I'm going to I'm going to trade for this guy and hope. Yeah, I mean, you keep harping on the one season, and you know you, your time in NFL. They don't today the turnaround, and because of parity, the turnaround is quicker. And the fact that he is trending in the wrong direction is not really just one season. And everyone in the East is trending in the wrong direction, except for Washington. 
I mean, um, well, well, listen, Tennessee well, was the Rockets last season, and Philadelphia well, didn't even win the NFC well, East, and everyone else now now that the Rockets nine and seven, so clearly well, everyone's well, turning in the wrong direction. No one else okay. got fired. So, so I'll address the NFC East. Washington's winning the division, so that's okay. The Giants have a two-time Super Bowl winning head coach. You're going to give him every possible opportunity to be successful because he's won two Super Bowls. Dallas won the division last year, went to the divisional game, lost their starting quarterback for most of the year this year, and their starting wide receiver was never healthy. So even though, and I'm going to address this a little bit later, there are a lot of people questioning whether Jason Garrett should keep his job. I think that's preposterous considering – you know, those two things. You take your your starting quarterback, who's as good as Romo, and we've agreed that he's at least a top 10 when he's healthy, maybe top five, but definitely top 10. So look at those 10 teams and take any, take Ben, take Brady, take Breeze, take – we've seen what some of these teams have done without their starting quarterback. They, they're, not, they're not quite as good, are they? Even all that Brock stuff. Brock ain't as good as Peyton Manning, let's be honest. So – and then take, and then take your, your superstar wide receiver off that team. So not saying there are reasons. I'm saying that clearly, you know, it's, it's one of those things where no one else is getting fired. If Jason, get, let me tell you something. If the Cowboys perform this year with a healthy roster, Garrett be gone. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Jerry Jones would have fired him. In in New York, we don't know what's going to happen, but the, you, you know the guys won two Super Bowls, so you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You're gonna you're gonna work with him as much as you can. Because he's won two Super Bowl, and obviously the Giant, the Redskins won the division, so that just leaves the Eagles. And I think the main reason I'm gonna tell you, I, while I agree with pretty much everything all of you are saying, even you, K Star, you're making valid points. You're just leaving off the other side of the story. But here's what I think the main reason the guy's getting booted and why it was today and not next Monday. He don't think he did anything wrong. Arrogance. He. You know, yeah, he says the right things in the post-game press conferences, but he don't believe that. He don't believe – he believes it's, it's everyone except him. That's my opinion. And I think Jeffrey Lurie was like, you know, I think if there had been private conversations where there was more contrition and more where, where Chip Kelly just said, hey – I tried it this way with these guys. It didn't work. Um, I think, you know, I'd like another shot to do it a little bit differently. Um, you know, I might, you know, obviously some of the players we're stuck with, but there's a few that we can, you know, come up with some kind of plan. Hey, who knows what Laurie might have done. But my sense, and I've said this all season, arrogant. This guy thought he was going to come in at NFL and revolutionize offense. Right. Not in this league, baby. These guys get paid just like you. He kind of has. No, he has You see you see teams increase their pace of play every year, ever since the season in the league. I mean, the fastest teams in the league are look at New England. Um Okay, could do it in New England. Come on, man. Billy, the man. Giants, I mean yeah, Oakland runs his offense and promise players what she needs. They're third in their division. They're young because they're, they're a young team. They're they're trending in the right direction, though. As we as we're yeah, talking we'll about. see what I happens mean, next year. You said the same thing at the okay, sorry. You said the same thing at the beginning of the season about Chip Kelly's offense and how good it was going to do. And what did you see? Come on, now you're a smart guy. What did you? Yeah, see? he didn't have the guys to run the offense yet. They were his he guys. Had, he he didn't have enough time to get an actual quarterback in place. Like, yeah, he traded for Sam Bradford, but. Hey, 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 
okay. star. You can't give yeah. him an out for the wrong guys when he went and got the guys he wanted. Yeah, he, he made those moves, man. They didn't get dealt to him. He, he actually made those moves. He upgraded the correct position, which was for Nick Foles. I mean, but yeah, but the thing is, he just didn't have enough time. Well, she did you say he upgraded? Rosters. Yeah, Nick Foles is. Is Nick Foles even starting? How did he no, upgrade? Because really, Sam Bradford's stats was no better than Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles actually yeah. flourished in that offense. Okay, and why is that? Because it fit him. It really didn't fit Sam Bradford. I mean, yeah, but the point, but everything you're saying is backing why if, if Sanchez played better under Kelly, why wasn't Sanchez the starter instead of Bradford Foles flourished better in that offense? Why did he trade him? You know what I mean? Like, you know, he went in hand for a time. Bradford, you know, was a guy who came was coming off a major ACL injury. I mean, it really wouldn't be, again, I think it's something that needed more time to actually, you know, well, I'm gonna say this. Even if you don't, even if you don't agree with the fire, and I get it, but man, don't support bad moves. No, no I don't support the moves he made. The moves he made did not stand out. The quarterback moves, yeah. the running back moves, releasing all those players who were who were talented. LeSean McCoy letting him go, letting Macklin go, letting Deshaun Jackson go. All those players who made his offense dangerous, he let them go. Traded for a linebacker that was on IR before he, uh, who had gotten injured before he traded for him, and ended back on IR. All those moves turned out to be bad. All and, because and that, he wanted to stretch his stuff. And I think that's, that's I think why he without a job. I I think all GM slash head coaches make mistakes with drafts, with trades, and and that's okay. Um, but when you pretty much in three years, rebuild a team, including the scheme, to fit what you want to do and fail. I don't know why they'd need to wait another year. He, he got everyone he wanted to get. You, you're, you're, I never heard that he was trying to get Mariota. I, I, I never heard oh, no, that. Oh, there, oh, he, no, 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 no. There, there's truth to that. There's all kinds of rumors there. Well, um, there's all rumors. kinds of news. There, may be, there may be true, but everyone know in order to get Mariota, you was going to have to give up the kitchen sink. Right. Yeah, and he was, to, he was trying to do that. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't get him. Man, Rapper was not a good bait, bruh. If Jay Fuller wasn't a good bait, ain't no damn, no damn way Sam Brack was going to be a good bait. Are you serious? No, there are teams apparently that were trying to offer first round picks for him. I mean, oh, we don't know if that was smoking mirrors oh, or what. But okay, but uh, the Browns were. You said, you said yourself rumors, okay? And secondly, where did he get them? So let's assume you're correct. Let's assume what you're reporting is correct. It en- he ended up with Bradford then. So as a GM, you took a risk to bring in a player as bait to get your quarterback and. It failed, and you ended up having to go through the season with Bradford, and you ended up six and nine with one game to play. Hey, I, I mean, you gambled, you gambled, you lost. That combined with, to me, that's just lack of experience as a GM in the NFL. But that's a major gamble. I mean, that, that's not, you know, that's like going to get Demarco Murray. That's that's a safe risk. Number one running back in the league last year, right? Offensive player of the mm-hmm. year, you know, eighteen hundred and fifty or eighteen forty-five, whatever. Okay. You know, all right, that didn't work out. That didn't fit your scheme. But, hey, who can who can question addition by subtraction? You also took him away from Dallas. Okay, so fine. Not the best move in the world, but you know what? 
hey, you went after a top-notch player, right? You know, Darren Sproles came to that team. Um, 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 the other the other running back that they got that was in uh, San Diego. You know, um, what's his name? The, court, uh, the safety they went and got. You know, he went and got quality players. Yeah, he is a good player, but production-wise, it didn't show on the scoreboard and in the win and loss column. And it didn't look like his scheme really, you know, caught consistency. It just looked like it just looked like he was figured out. There were some games they did pretty well. They had spurts, but that's any team in the NFL has spurts where they do well. But his scheme didn't do what he expected it to do. He just made a lot of bad decisions. He 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 certainly didn't make great decisions over the off season. My whole thing is this is the first year he technically has failed as he's had a losing record. So but I think that it's a little trigger happy. It's a little trigger happy to uh, fire someone after having one losing season. Let's be real, this is the only losing season. I mean that's a fact. At the end of the day, that's a fact. So I mean, hey, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this: if if Jason Garrett or if, if I'll be pissed. Listen, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'll be pissed because. Listen, he's already made these moves, which means the team reinvested in him to a degree. They said, okay, fine, have, have the power. And then you give him this power, and, yeah, it doesn't work out this season, but then you're just going to fire the guy. So, really, the owner's letting the, those fans down because we didn't even get to see if it was going to work out. But he only had one year as GM. Well, you're assuming a lot. Just losing, wait, wait, wait. First of all, they're paying him. He's going to get paid out $13.4 million. So Laurie must feel pretty good about his decision, number one. Number two, you it's may not. Andy Reid. This is the same guy I Andy Reid. How's Andy Reid doing? How is he doing? Great. He's having a good season so far. Let's see what happens. This is a guy that doesn't do anything. He's like Marvin Lewis. What has he done in the postseason? He hasn't, he hasn't done anything. Honestly, this guy, Laurie, it's just. K-Star, you're sitting in a situation. No, you're sitting in a situation where your team, you, you have to realize everybody isn't the Eagles. I mean, I'm sorry, the Steelers that have had three um, coaches in their, in their whole uh, career, their whole history, okay? And each of the coaches has won a Super Bowl. You're in a whole different world over there. You've got to come to, you know, some of the other people's world. The Eagles have never won a Super Bowl. Andy Reid in his nine years of coaching went to one Super Bowl. And pretty much failed miserably as a coach over there. He he had the talent but couldn't get over the hump. Now you bring this guy in, and we don't know what he told Jeffrey Lurie to be the GM. We don't know. We don't know the conversation he had and what he promised and what he said he was going to be able to deliver, you know, in order to become the GM. Here's what I need to do, but I need complete control. If you want this team in the playoffs, you want us to do some damage, you got to let me, you know, I can't, you can't be looking over my shoulder. You got to give me complete, give me the reins. I'm just assuming. I don't know what he said. But, you know, for Lurie to be this emphatic and to pay this guy $13 million to go away, man, I don't think he letting anybody down. Let's go to the phones. We got a caller that's been waiting uh, 404 area code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, good. Uh, yeah, man, this, this Chip Kelly stuff is, is interesting as hell. I'm waiting on Shady and Deshaun to start tweeting tonight. Like, I think this is going to be a fun night uh, just for all the memes that's coming tonight. But, uh, yeah, man, too much is given. Uh, he took over the GM duties along with everything else, you might as well say. Had a lot of sway within the organization. 
but he doesn't seem like a person with the personality to deal with that kind of thing. So when he had the meeting with Lurie today that they said didn't go well, uh, it doesn't matter what position you have. At a certain point, you have to kind of humble yourself a little bit, and I, I don't think Chip has that in him. So I'm, I'm sure he just came off in the wrong way. And Lurie, did, and Lurie just was like, okay, we can go ahead and cancel this whole experiment and get him out of here. But, yeah, Chip's earned this, man. He. The ego of Chip Kelly to decide that my system is more important than the pieces within it. Like all of us, what most people said before the season, you know, this can make or break him. And and it looks like that's what happened. Because this is the NFL, man. Like talent, talent is not anywhere near close. Like there are certain guys who, when you have them, you really need to, you know, utilize that little bit of advantage that you have. Uh, you can't just decide, well, I can run him out of here and get whoever in, plug him in. And the, the Marco Murray move, like that, it, it was just a horrible move on all all, all accounts. Uh, you bring in a guy who's not fit for your system, uh, you pay him a boatload of money, uh, you'd been better off having a disgruntled shady there for, for another year or so uh, rather than bringing in a guy who doesn't fit your system and then bringing in Matthews as well. So, you spend all this money on running backs. Your O-line is average at best. Uh, the way that you play, you haven't really adjusted, so your defense is playing too many snaps. Like, I, don't, I really don't see too much good that you could take away from this as he walks away. Whoever comes in has to turn over the roster and get rid of guys who were only Chip Kelly guys and not really NFL guys. Uh, I, I think he's really put the Eagles in a hole. You, you don't have a quarterback, uh, you know, Something, nothing that you're comfortable with as far as quarterbacking. So, I mean, you, you really have to turn over this whole roster, not along, along with, as you just said, paying the man $13 million. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, Chip Kelly still walks away smiling. Uh, we'll be getting phone calls tonight, probably from Tennessee and a few other places, and every college yeah. is going to call. So, he has his option. But I was a horrible, horrible idea. And to not win the NFC East this year, this year of all years, yeah, mm. I, I can see why. With a healthy, with a relatively healthy team on top of it. Hey, we have a tradition we do when a new caller calls in and makes a good point. So this is for you, brother. Of course, you know the switchboard is taken. Here we go. Let's try it again. Can you dig it? 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 There you go. That was for you. That was for you. That was for you. Right I was about to say, don't cheat me out of my sound effect, man. There you go, man. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, technology sometimes. He hit everything on the head. He hit everything on the head. And really I mean, did. Yes, can't, can't put it any better. And it really brings everything into the forefront. As to why he's gone. So, yeah, Carl, you hit on the head. Appreciate it, bro, because I don't think anybody could say any better. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, sir. We appreciate it. All right, man. All right. All right. That's down your right, bro? You cannot have somebody that doesn't fit your system just come on in and force them to play the way you want to play. When you're when you're a GM and you I make a decision that doesn't play out, you put on your coaching and now you make the game plan towards the strength of the players you have on the team. He's okay, taking so the GM, his head coaching hat, and blowing the, the Patriots all the time. 
The Patriots do more than any other team in the NFL. Oh, my God. Really? They do. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Patriot Kool-Aid? Really? Yeah. And, in fact, it's no wonder why Bill Belichick and Chip Kelly have a great relationship. Bill Belichick takes, uh, and he said this publicly many times, he he takes many things away from Chip Kelly's game as a coach. Many. Which is probably why they are such a fast-paced football team, by the way. Um, Yeah, and the thing is, the caller mentioned, the caller mentioned, yeah, Chip Kelly calls a night. You wonder why. He's He'll get college calls probably because he's a good college coach. But you know, but but so 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 wait a minute. So what is the point in saying that New England does it when you're talking about a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback? What is the point in saying that Bill Belichick said he got he because, takes away from Chip Kelly? He let me finish. Every good coach will watch what other coaches will do and pick certain things because. Obviously, to get to the level that he's at, obviously he's got some talent. No one's saying he, you know, he, he got there. Okay, Pete Carroll was in the NFL with the uh, with the Patriots and stunk it up, and went back to college, tore it up in college, and then came back to the NFL. And now look at what he's doing. Okay, so I, we're, no one's saying he's a bad coach. What we're saying is this run over the last season and a half has been an utter failure. That's what we're saying. It's been an utter failure. And why? Because the moves that he made. He inherited a team, so you get a little latitude because you pay, you inherit a team. But three years later, that's your team now. You made the key move. And, 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 T, you can even use Belichick's example for, for, for what you just used with Pete Carroll. Everybody saw yeah. what he did with the Browns. Now look yeah. at him. He got fired, too. Yeah. So, I mean, and so it's very popular. It, 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 it's very possible that Kelly ends up on his feet somewhere else and does a good job. That doesn't. That's like the, the, the whole scuttlebutt about Brandon Whedon in Tennessee now. I mean, in Houston now. Who cares? That nothing to do with what he did in Dallas. You can't erase what you did. When it when it's done, it's it's in cement. And what Chip Kelly did over the last season and a half is in cement. Doesn't matter where he goes and how well he may do. I expect he should, he got look at the money he's making. You know, yeah, I expect him to end up somewhere, college or pro, and hopefully for his sake he does a good job. But that ain't got nothing to do with it right now. That ain't got nothing to do with the fact that you were given, what if Bill Parcells says, you you shop for the ingredients, bruh, you know, but that, that, that recipe yeah. didn't work. It didn't work. And you're saying. You guys don't think it's premature at all, though. No, right? I don't. No. I, I've, said, I've said repeatedly he'll, he'll be done after this season. Because I saw nothing in him. You know why? Okay, sorry. What did I say all season? Why is this guy so stubborn? DeMarco Murray is not an east-west runner. He is a north-south runner. So why are you still running most of your normal offensive plays where Murray is running left and right instead of north and south? Why? Is he, that's an example. Why are you so stubborn? You know, come on. Adapt. You know, you've got quality talent. And yet you're being stubborn. And I said, well, he ain't going to last. He's got to show that he can roll and adapt like a Belichick. Now, that's where you want to talk about greatness. Belichick ain't stubborn. You know what I mean? If, if this ain't working, he'll say, screw that. And, he'll come, and he will come up with something else that's going to work. What, I ain't got no running game? We'll use two tight ends. I don't got two tight ends anymore? Then we'll use more of the uh, wide receivers. My wide receivers are, are hurt. We'll throw to the backs. 
The backs are hurt. I'll go get a bruising back, and I'll run the ball down your throat. He just keeps figuring out, okay, if this don't work, I'm going to go do this. How many schemes have we seen the Patriots use in the last three or four years, and they're always in the playoffs and threatening for a Super Bowl? And yet, year to year, it seems like you can't. Who's the superstar this year? Well, it was Edelman. Maybe it's Gronkowski. I don't know. You know, used to be Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski before that whole mess. And then running backs, well, blunt, well, you know, he, and he just keeps he keeps adjusting. I don't see Kelly with that same like, okay, I need to roll with it here. This ain't working, you know. We're, we're, That's we got a big problem right there. That's, That's a, a big huge. problem. You got to work to your player's strength, not work to your system. If your system is not fitting the players, figure out what the strength is of the players and make that work. Okay, so most coaches do. Most good coaches do that. Zach Ertz pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Zachers and Jordan Matthews are players in which thrive in his system. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Troy a, Brown up, up in the I get, I, get, I get the take. I, I just think it was a little too soon. But. I mean, okay. he, he had Troy Brown become a, 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 a pro bowler. Ain't nobody heard of Troy Brown since. He had him playing on both sides of the ball. I mean, he, he takes his players and he gets the best out of them. That's what a coach is supposed to do. When you're a coach and a GM, you can't allow those two hats to blur the lines. When you make a bad GM move, the great coaching hat got to take over. It's just how it goes. I mean, to be fair, he did give, he did give all they're not there anymore. Chip, or uh, Sean Jackson, Sean McCoy, the best seasons ever as, as a pro. It was under Chip Kelly. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, maybe, maybe and and so why, why didn't he keep maybe him the then? Ego, maybe, on, maybe the but I'm saying, why didn't he keep him? Maybe the ego did so, to say that a player has had his best season under Chip Kelly and then Chip Kelly turn around and get rid of him and he has no other player on his roster to produce the same way, that makes absolutely no sense. Right, but I guarantee he probably thought he had more than one year to do this. Well, I think, I think and I, and I think, again, that is – not really understanding the NFL and 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 you know you you know when you're making the moves that he made, um, particularly when you come in and, and uh, you know win a division, you're not supposed to go the other direction. You, you you're supposed to yeah. make decisions that you know you, you win the division and then you go deeper in the playoffs. And by this year, next year, you're knocking on the door of a Super Bowl. He's going the other direction. That's the problem. Donovan McNabb, Philly Philly legend, tweeted. Well, I tried to tell you before the game Saturday that the game meant more to Chip than anything. Philly is about playoff wins. Fired. Shannon Sharp, who we know is never at a loss for words. Hall of Fame tight end. Chip Kelly, the GM. Got <laughs> Chip Kelly, the head coach, fired. The skilled players that left the team, Jackson, McCoy, and Macklin, were not replaced. Emmanuel Achu, who I don't know who he is, but based on his profile picture, looks like he's an actual player because he's got an Eagles yeah. jersey on. Um, yeah. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Ah, um, so poetic. What's that? So it's easy to dump on him right now. But well, I, I, you know, I, I mean, he's a player. He couldn't say anything <laughs> before. Jamal Anderson, we well, know who that is. Former Falcon running back. Wait, waits for Lashawn McCoy's comments or tweets. Brandon King, I don't know who he is. I think he's a player. Chip Kelly deserved it. Uh, Ike Reese, former player. Bottom line, you make the drastic changes Chip made to the roster, and it doesn't produce postseason success. It's going to cost you your job. 
Brandon yeah, yeah. Banks. Chip really messed up an entire, really messed the entire organization up. There, there are absolutely twelve team getting here. You keep true. talking about three years because ago, but they were, they were, they were in ten and sixteen. Team. They're not a four and twelve team. Stop trying to go back three years ago to to, how to justify what he's done. In case it doesn't make any sense. How did he mess with an entire Your job, the job you have doesn't be. evaluate. Doesn't be, let's, let's, let's take this for real talk. The job that you currently have doesn't evaluate your progress that you did three years ago to determine what they're going to pay you or give you a raise later on. They evaluate you every year. That's right. He's going backwards. Come on, bro. Don't go back that's, to three years ago. Stay and that's he had This is his first losing season, and that's a fact. So even it's not about inheriting a 4-12 team. It's about a playoff team now being a non-playoff team in a division where the division winner won't even get 10 wins. Right. And, he's, and again, Case first. He's trending, and he, but he's trending in the wrong direction. It's not. It's not like playoffs. Playoffs. Bad season. It's playoffs. Nine and three, and then since nine and three, going in the wrong direction. And there's no. What hope do you have for next season? What do you have? You ain't got no more money. You don't spend all your money. I, I don't know what. I don't, I don't know what the Eagles have now. I mean, well, they didn't I'll have any for him. A, I'll be. I'll be firing him with a solution if he. Had, if he's getting an offense, he gets Colin Kaepernick. He can get the guy that can that, run the offense. That's it's, it's crazy to say you don't think firing him was a solution when you don't know exactly what, what, what they're going to do. For them, firing him was a solution. So, you know, we, we don't know what will, what, will, what will happen, whether they will go out the head coach first or they want to have both GM and head coach responsibility or whether they go after the GM first. But they do know this guy wasn't getting them where they needed to go. And to say that's not the solution, we don't know that yet until they bring in the next person. And the fact that the the you know the owner was willing to part with thirteen million dollars. That's a big volume. That's a, that's a huge. And he fired him with one week to go in the season. So not only not <laughs> only is he paying him, he's sending a message. They're, they're, I'm telling you, we're gonna find out more here. The caller said something about I didn't hear this yet. This is all breaking news about they had a meeting today and it didn't go well. So there's gonna be more that comes out because for them, he Lori sent a message. This was a message firing. This just wasn't I'm unhappy with the guy and it's time to move on. This is oh I need to send a message. This is my team. You know, at the end of the day, I still run this show. I'm not even waiting till the end of the season. We're getting rid of him now. Last game's meaningless anyway, other than draft position. It's meaningless. So, Giants, they got the Giants. You know, NFC East games next weekend are, are all worthless. They're meaningless. So, uh, keep, keep everybody out there listening to the Madden Voice. By the way, we're here at 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. You can catch us on Twitter, at the Madden Voice. And if you're on Facebook, just go ahead and uh, facebook.com backslash the Madden voice. And while you're there, go ahead and like the page. Feel free to post any comments and, you know, say hello to me, Commissioner T. Um, but keep, keep, keep your, not you guys, just to me, but keep, keep your ears, keep your ears open because there's going to be more coming this from this story. And speaking of stories, because we done beat this one up pretty good. Um, you know, you, you sit back and, 
you know, you you do what we do, and you watch sports, and you watch, you know, and it's funny that you watch sports, and and we're also at a time where in, in eleven months we're going to be voting for a president, right? Because Obama's at his second term, so he can't run again. So there will be a new president uh, elected in eleven months, take office in um, thirteen months, okay? And we don't know who it's going to be, but certainly every time you turn on the news. You know, the first person they talk about is Donald Trump, this, the other, and, you know. Um, and it's kind of fitting that with all of this blasphemy that Donald Trump throws out there, and it is blasphemy, it is garbage that he's talking, garbage. I'm still waiting for him to say something that I can say, okay, that makes sense, that's productive. I'm waiting. If anybody has a quote from Donald Trump, that's actually something of productivity of how he would run this country and actually do something positive for us, you know, like the citizens. I don't want to hear about building walls and keeping immigrants out. I want to hear about something productive. Let me know because I haven't heard it yet. And along with all the garbage that Donald Trump is spewing, um, they they, they, they now are going after an icon. You know, they are now targeting what I would consider someone who is untouchable. Someone who is beyond reproach. I can't for the life of me understand why people can get away with going after a man like Peyton Manning. I don't get it. And I've seen tons of coverage on it. And I'm even hearing um, reporters that are saying, well, they're talking about Raphael Palmero. Listen, Raphael Palmero... And Sammy Sosa, in their best day, didn't do for their game. Kate Manning did for the, for football. And, and no, I, I did, the only person I think in, in in Major League Baseball that I would put on the same level as Peyton Manning, as far as an ambassador to the game and play it at a high level, is Derek Jeter. Beyond Derek Jeter, I don't know anybody in this generation you could put on the same level as Peyton Manning. Okay, it, it is. I'm curious, you guys' statement, but I'm starting off by saying I am completely completely ashamed to have a show that we consider to be part of the media and then I got to turn on and hear garbage about Peyton Manning and HGH from something called Al Jazeera who by the way is is the lowest rate about the lowest rated cable news channel news uh, station out there and they get they're getting plenty of – now they're going, their ratings are going to shoot up because now, of course, which I think is the whole reason they did it, because now if you heard the lady on the Today Show, she said, we, we never said Peyton Manning took HGH. What we said was it was shipped to his wife's house. We, we knew what you was trying to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, 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 like, that's, like, that's like saying that the, the, the guy walked out of the lady's house in the middle of the night with no clothes on, but we're not saying that they had sex. That's all I'm saying. You know what you're implying. You know what you're indicating. It's I, I, man. I hope I hope Peyton and and his lawyers and everybody else that he can muster up goes after them and sues them for defamation of character. All right, I'm done. I'm so disgusted. I'm done. Uh, uh, Dr. Train, your thoughts on this whole Peyton Manning debate? Does anybody disagree with me, or am I, you know, hey, you guys, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys think it's validity to the story. I don't. 
I don't even know the story as much as you do, T, but just based on what you said and, and just your rebuttal, your rebuttal of it and everything, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, um, this is one dude, you know, I, I like the Domino's commercial, so I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all just, it sounds crazy to me. K-Star, you're out there in Indianapolis, Peyton, Peyton's, you know, stomping grounds for a very long time. Is there any any different reaction than my reaction out there, or is this is this story growing any legs? No, no legs. It's kind of just at a stalemate right now. Um, people are kind of pissed, not at Peyton, but at the allegation itself. And uh, one thing I know is the NFL is apparently going to look into it. But uh, yeah, seemed premature to you know basically slander his name <laughs> and say that he did that. I thought Peyton's reaction was pretty funny. Um, because, you know, he's not a guy that gets really upset and uh, clearly pretty upset about this for good reason. You, you think? Guy spends 20 yeah. years plus, family spends 40 years building uh, a name, the first family of, of football, you know, and it has something like this that could, you know, cost that could if this were to really grow legs, that we've seen things like this happen and, you know, endorsements start dropping you and you start losing money, you know, millions. And, um, you know, the, the, the level these guys are at, it's it's very delicate. And it doesn't take much to bring you down. And he knows it. He's a smart guy. JB, any different thoughts than than what you've heard? No, not at all. I think it's just uh, outlandish, preposterous, and, and obviously, in my opinion, highly inaccurate. I mean, you're looking at a guy that even when he was at Tennessee – he was the, the the golden child of the of the whole college football. Gets drafted in Indianapolis, takes that team from a bunch of nobodies into contenders year after year, and he's done it with with grace and with character. And you see him on the commercials. I mean, he's the face of the NFL, and I don't think anybody in their right mind can see him going this route. So I think it's just crazy how it's going down. I agree. I think our uh, previous caller may have more to say. Let me bring him back on. Um, because the light is still lit up. 404 area code, I believe you were on with us earlier. Did you have more to say to us here on the Madden Voice? Yes, indeed, man. Uh, good show, man. I, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, this is my first time listening. I like what I'm hearing, man. You guys are covering a lot of stuff in a real thorough way. But you're probably going to throw tomatoes at me on this. Now, now look, I respect Tate Manning, great football player, one of the best to ever do it. But he's a man just like anybody else. Allegations by allegations until they've been proven uh, to be truthful, and we'll just have to hold it as allegations. But I don't think we can dismiss things just because we say, "Well, this guy is this way." Just remember how how adamant some people were about how they didn't do certain things. You could take an athlete, a politician, a local pastor, anybody uh, with allegations that could damage their their uh, marketing, their selling power, who they are, their whole brand. Yes, you're going to be really adamant. But notice one thing: he didn't say he was going to sue them. He didn't say that. And let me just let me just throw one thing out at y'all, which might be a little uh. Oh, we lost him. Okay, I, I was about to retort. Uh, maybe he'll call back. Um, and actually, the, the, I, can, he is, I, can, I can see where he's going. Um, no, I, I know where he's going. The, All right, we, yeah, we just got the, back. the Ryan Blums out there, the Raphael Palmeros out there, yep, those, yep. the guys that were adamant about, no, I didn't take uh, steroids, and then they find out they're guilty, it's all get out. 
Right. But you look at their their stats say, and then when they stop taking it, stats drop off. With Payne Manning, he's been consistent. He's been consistent throughout. Now this year and towards the end of last year, anomaly because of the injuries. But prior to that, he's been pretty much on his game. So it's the stats that will tell the difference of performance enhancing drugs or not. And the stats prior to him getting hurt were pretty much the same. Right. Um, 404, we got you back on. We lost you for a second. Okay, yeah. First things first, uh, HGH wouldn't be considered a performance-enhancing drug. Right. It would be more based on recovery and ability to play if you were a guy who had some injuries that were debilitating. Yeah, it would help. It would help chill him up. Like we're thinking of of performance where you can look at numbers and say this guy did this, then he did that. And then the other part of this, which which is the most damning part is – Premenopausal women who take HGH have serious, serious uh, health problems. Like, it's, it's really damaging. So y'all might want to look into that, too, as far as it being sent to his wife. Like, if that's the excuse, she doesn't seem the age to where she could be taking HGH and have a, you know, have a clear uh, bill of health after taking it. So that's why I have questions about it. And then Al Jazeera, of course, it was uh, originally a foreign network, so it kind of looked at kind of skeptically over here. But they have broken some stories before, not major stories, not a big network. It's one of those that's kind of included in your package if you have it and you just kind of happenstance run into it. But I, I just I can't give Peyton or anybody else the idea of I can't doubt you because we're all men, we're all flawed. And, and this is my biggest point within this, which I don't think a lot of sports fans have kind of come to. I don't look at HGH the way other people do. I don't consider that makes you a cheater. I consider that making you – someone who wants to continue to play your sport. Uh, if you go back and listen to some of those Balco interviews and listen to some of the things that they say that it does and, and some of the effects and things like that, you'll get a whole different idea on it. So I'm, I'm not a guy who's out here saying, oh, you took it, you cheated, oh, you're, you're horrible. Like, I'm, I'm not one of those guys. So I don't well, let me, I, agree, I, I, I agree with that. Let me, let me say this. And, and what, what's your first name, sir? It's Naj. Naj, okay, Naj. Let me let me just retort you on this level. Um, where where I agree with you is anything is possible. That is a correct statement. Where I disagree with you is that he has not earned the right to be given not just the benefit of the doubt, but to be to be said, why are you questioning this man? He has earned that right. You know, this guy has played for 18 years in the NFL at an extremely high level, has been the ambassador to this league, has done more for the NFL in his in his time than maybe any other player in the history of the game during their time. OK, so that has to count for something that has to mean something. You know, if if if, if you're with a woman for 20 years. Right. And then someone that you don't know with no credibility comes to you and says, I saw your woman out with another dude. You may raise your eyebrow for a second, but then you're going to say, I know my woman. I've been with my woman 20 years. I don't even know this guy. And that's how I look at this. This network is a fledgling, losing money every year network. And in my opinion, this was a – if you watch the lady interviewed, she was very clear to say today, we, not, we did not report that Peyton Manning took HGH. We reported that it was shipped to his wife. And we stand by that claim. Well, what do you think that that implies? And and if you're not suggesting that he took it, then why did you break the story in the first place? 
You broke it because you knew what was going to happen. You knew that it would take your network that is near the bottom of the ratings for networks of your type, and it would give it national, not only national, but international appeal. Everybody's going to now question, oh, Peyton Manning? Huh? What's going on? So I think this whole thing was a publicity stunt. Yeah, and you said yeah, that Peyton on, Manning wasn't talking about suing. I heard the direct opposite, that his attorneys and him were looking into his rights at uh, suing. And that's why when he was interviewed, he chose the word defamation on purpose because he was sending them a message. Yeah, let me know when they file because when they file, then we'll have to hear her health records and everything else. So let me know when they file and speak to it uh, authoritatively. And as far as her, uh, the lady represented Al Jazeera, of course she had to sit with the legal department. Of course they told her, massage the whole uh, response that she was going to say, make sure there wasn't anything that could come back and bite them in the ass. And then as far as incentives with a network, every network has the incentive to find the story that's going to put them on, on the, the front page and on Good Morning America and all of that. That's, that's every network. So I don't think we can accuse a network of being, uh, you know, a, a story chaser because, kind of what drives the revenue. That's how but here's the, the difference. So, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Mm-hmm. They're, they're what the story that is putting them on the front page is Peyton Manning, which they said his wife. They did that intentionally to imply. It's like the Jedi mind trick, right? I'm going to say that Ashley Manning, whatever her name, I think it's Ashley, got, got shipped HGH because I know that that's going to make people think that Peyton Manning is taking HGH. Or that's the part that you can actually prove. That's the part you can prove. The legal department told you that's what you can say. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so look, so, like, look, so, man, so doesn't that make them even Manning more irresponsible? Too. Because they can't prove that Peyton Manning took the stuff. And so they're coming out with this new story that they know is going is gonna, to uh, uh, point the finger at Peyton but they can't prove it, but they still came out with it. Doesn't that make them? Doesn't that make it worse? That's not good. You, I don't want. I don't want to hear stories about Peyton's wife. What do I care? Man, she got nothing to do well, with that's this. That's because it's not about her. It's not about his wife. And if you take that story to anywhere, ESPN, Deadspin, whatever. Let's say, let's say the person who was the original source took this to one of those uh, networks. Are you telling me they don't run with it at this point? Like, of course, this is all circumstantial. ESPN like, don't a long need to run with it. There's a long way to go to prove Peyton did anything yeah, but, wrong. But to answer your question, ESPN, they don't need to run with it. That's that's my point. They won't run with it because they don't need to. Because guess what? Who went and got the interview with Peyton Manning to get his side of the story? That was ESPN. You see the difference? So they don't have to run with that story and 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 be made to feel like we are guilty of circumstantial conviction here. Because they know better. This fledgling, failing network, hey, we're going to take a chance. What do we got to lose, right? But we're going to be very careful. You're giving the four-letter the standard I've never held them to. If Pedro Gomez found that story, uh, I think they'd be running that out and using him as their champion. Like, you're talking about a network that puts Skip Bayless on TV five days a week. Like, well, integrity and morality and journalism. Yeah, is really... It's the E-Network in the sports. Yeah, but yeah, guess what? Guess what? Look, look, look. Guess what? have the number one rated show on ESPN every week because people well, want to hear what they have to say. Honey, well, that's my, number one rated. Well, you know? my, my, point, my point is it works for them, 
And I still don't think they would have ran with this story. Do they run with stories on occasion? Sure. Would they have run with this? No. Because guess what? Because this had nothing to do with Peyton. This is to do with his wife. So I, I can assure you with the relationship that that network has with the NFL and the contracts that they have, that's more damning to them than anything else to run with this story without it being substantiated and proven. They got too, much million, too, much, too many millions of dollars tied in the NFL to run with something like this. Where Al Jazeera, Peyton, what do they care? Peyton, Peyton in his prime, I would agree with you. But Peyton at the end of his career, I, I don't think they would, they would care. And, and then – like I said, man, I don't look at HGH the way some people, other people do. Well, it's against no the rules. What, Regardless a, of how we look at it, it's against the NFL rules to take it. That's the bottom line. Whether You're right. It's not a PED, but it's still prohibited to be taken in the NFL. Right. And, and, I, and if he did, he would, he would serve a suspension, and, and then that would be that. Like, this this yeah, is but, not a thing to where it's like this man is not what he said he was. It's like, no, yeah, but, this is just a simple no, thing, no, maybe. No, big, no, big no. maybe. This is no, 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 no. Back up. This ain't just he would just serve a suspension and life would go on. This is Peyton Manning. Did you see how angry he was in that interview that they did? This this is endorsements. This is his reputation. This is his family's reputation. This ain't just, yep, you you, you got caught with HGH and uh, come and apologize and serve your four-game suspension and life goes on. This is a, this is a guy who has spent 20 years with a I mean, it doesn't happen that you play 20 years to begin with. But then when you do, I mean, look, at Kobe Bryant is retiring, right? Kobe, and I know it's a different sport, but Kobe Bryant is retiring, right? Played against Charlotte last night. Big uh, video thing by Michael Jordan and Kobe, wish you the best and blah, 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 and all this love and affection. Wasn't all that long ago that Kobe um, infidelity and this and that and cheating on his wife and all of this, right? Everybody, 20-year career, something going to happen. Ray Lewis played for how many? 15, 16 years, right? Wasn't that long ago that he was on trial for uh, attempted murder. Got off, but he was in the courtroom, right? Every, something happens to everybody. But Peyton Manning's that one guy. Nothing. So trust me, he, he, it wouldn't have just been slap on the wrist on his side of it. It's huge, and that's why he was so angry. I just think this guy let, is, let me make the point of trying to make sure. I hear what you said about it. It, it, would, be, it would be the front story for weeks. Understood. All I was trying to say was the the fact that it would be Kate Manning might actually open up people's minds to what HGH is and actually implement a policy to where people would use it in the NFL to where we could help people recover and actually play this game and start looking at some CTE uh, ways of avoiding that and other things. Like, I think this is a health care issue and actually something that could improve the NFL. So I'm, I'm not coming for Peyton in what I'm saying. If Peyton, but that would only work is if Peyton actually did it, and then Peyton came out yeah. and said, "Look," and and became an ambassador for the usage of it. With you know, but that would be a you know that 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 first of all, it's very risky for him to do that, and I can't see him doing that. You know, if he was at ten, twelve years of his career, okay, he's at the end. I I, I don't think I, I would be shocked if he came back next year. I, I just would. Maybe he will, but I, I just don't see it, okay? So he's at the end of his career now, right? So yeah. what, what's in it for him to campaign for something now when he's at the end of his career? And campaigning by saying, I used it. The damage would be far greater than the benefit. Risk-reward wouldn't be worth it, in my opinion. I don't, I don't he'd, see have to, he'd have to be caught red-handed to do something like that. But it would be a Q rating jump similar to LeBron James. 
uh, leaving Cleveland and then going back to Cleveland in the in the way that he was the villain and now all of a sudden he's the hero again. I think that's what would happen with the with the education process that would happen in America when we actually learn what these things do. But I, I don't want to you know sit here and act like I want to bash Peyton because I'm a Peyton Manning fan as well. But I always look at stories as okay, there's a little smoke. Uh, let me follow the story to its logical conclusion. And if there's nothing, there's nothing. But you know, I, I try to hold everybody to that. All right. We appreciate your thoughts. Thank Indeed, you, sir. Man. All right. Good night. Good night. All right. Must be. You know, it's nice to have. I don't completely agree with him, but I, I like his comments. Well thought out, and um, certainly, certainly a, a a far cry from the other guy. I won't even say his name anymore. He used to call into the show, so uh, I appreciate his his comments. And uh, you see, that's how you present yourself. You can have an opinion. With the host and with the guest, you know, that's okay. Hey, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. You know, hey, speak your mind. That's what Mad Voice is all about, baby. Say what you got to say. But that other guy that used to call, he just, he just, he didn't know how to, he didn't know how to present himself. This brother here, Naj, much love and respect to you, man. Right, you can call him the show anytime. Don't completely agree with yeah, you, those, but I certainly respect you. Yeah, those were good. I mean, it was good, you know, thoughts as far as, uh, yeah, I agree with the fact that HGH probably shouldn't be looked at the way it is. We know why it's looked at the way because it's against the rules, but yeah, you know, yeah. I thought he made some pretty good points that yeah, you know yeah, uh, it could be it could be taken and, and actually you know taken as a, a learning tool and a learning process through Peyton Manning. But again, that would <laughs> Peyton would have to admit it, Peyton would have to have done it, and also yeah. Peyton would have to take that huge business risk for his legacy and his yeah. brand. Which you're gonna need you're gonna need a guy like <clears throat> Dr. James Andrews to come out and yeah. say. You know, yeah. a guy that, that does all the repairs in the NFL. He would have to come out and say, look, I, I know that's against your rules, but let me tell you something. Here's what I think HGH can do for NFL players. Here's the positive, yeah. I think. You know, you need somebody on that level, on the medical side, to come out and say, you know, th- you know, and, and until that happens, it's not going to change. But, um, all right, good stuff. Um, so let's take a quick look at the uh, playoff pictures, and we'll start with the AFC. Um you know, and, 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 you know, the one thing that I know about the NFL game is the fact that I don't know anything about the NFL game. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, we, we, you know, Steelers lost, the Seahawks, Seahawks lost, the Patriots <sighs> lost. Um, I mean, you know, you, you think you, you see trends um, and you feel pretty good about, the direction that things are going, and then a week like this happens, and it's a completely different league now in just one week. Let's start in the AFC. And um, now, K Star, I need your help here because the Steelers. Now, the I know you were rooting for the Bengals last night. I know that was very uncomfortable for you, um, but the Broncos pulled out the win. So, explain to us now what needs to happen in Pittsburgh. Do you guys just have to win, and the Jets lose? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all that needs to happen. The Steelers okay. win and the Jets lose. And who who do you have next week? Browns. Okay, and the Jets have, I think it's Miami, is it? At Buffalo. So Rex Buffalo. Ryan has a chance to keep the Jets out the playoffs. So if the Jets win, they're in? Yep. Wow. And I'll cry. Wow. 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 Okay. Yeah. Wow. What a difference yeah. in week, mate. <sighs> yeah. Weird week. Weird, weird week. An awful so, week. 
Got so it. we still don't know. Now let let's let's start at the top. We still have teams playing. Now the Patriots have won their division. The Bengals have won mm-hmm. their division. Okay. And anybody, you know, if I'm as soon as I say something wrong, jump in. But we know that they've won their division. The Broncos and the Chiefs have clinched playoff spots. So that's that's it from what I can see. Um, right. The Patriots win. They've got home field all the way through. The Patriots lose and the Bengals win. Bengals have home field all the way through. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah. And now the Broncos, they won, so they're in the playoffs. They win, they win their division, but they still have a shot at a bye, at a first-round bye. Yep. Um, if they lose. win and, and things lose, right. Okay, but they're third. If, 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 if all teams win, if all three of the teams win, they're tied. So they would be, they would be, on the, they would be um, third ranked. They wouldn't get the first-round bye. They yeah. just win their division. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and the Chiefs are in. God, got to give the Chiefs some love, man. Nine in a row. Got to give them some love. Okay. And uh, Texans, um, and I'll get to Brandon Whedon in a little bit, but Texans win. They're in if they lose. And then the Colts win. Does anybody know? The, I think the Colts are still in it, right? So yeah, if they got a lot happen. happen. Right. The Colts got a the scenario. But they, yeah, they have like a lot of teams lose. And, yeah. But one of them is the Texans have to lose, which is right. <clears throat> And, and, but then there's other things that have to happen for them to. So what? So so if the Texans lose and the Colts win, the Colts don't win the division. Does anybody no, know? They need, um, no, they, they they still need some other um, teams within that conference uh, to lose for whatever reason. There's like a huge thing for the Colts. They have like nine different things happen. It's like a weird combination. Yeah, I, I look it up. Yeah, so there must be tiebreakers between them and the Texans then. It must be yeah, not a time. Yeah, they got Yeah. Okay. I almost kind of want the Colts win and the Texans lose just to see, you know, I, I, you go through the tiebreakers and see. Okay. So um, so that really – so and now your Steelers, um, it's between your Steelers and the Jets for the last playoff spot. So one team from the AFC South is going to get in, whoever wins that division, and then that's it. And then if the Jets win, they're in. If the Jets lose and the Steelers win, then the Steelers are in. Is that correct, K-Star? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I found the Colts. I found the Colts scenario, by the way. Oh Yeah, what's the, what's their scenario? <laughs> Share it with <clears throat> All right. Um so one one leg of it was last night the Broncos beating the Bengals, so that happened. So now the Colts need to beat the Titans. The Steelers need to beat the Browns. The Broncos need to beat the Chargers. Um, the Bills need to beat the Jets. Jaguars beat the Texans, of course. Dolphins beat the Patriots. Raiders the Broncos beat the Bengals and Raiders. See, this I don't understand. Why would the- I don't get why? Why but- Broncos need to beat the Chargers? Why would that even matter? I don't get it. I guess it's the heads. It's Maybe it's a, common opponents or something. Straight on victory tiebreaker, apparently. Yeah, it's a common yeah. opponent thing. Common, yeah, God, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, wow, okay. All right. So they're pretty much, yeah. All right. Okay, that's the AFC. Um, um, K-Star, let's, let's, let's give you the floor for a moment. How, you know, I, I talked to you a little bit on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I decided to be easy on you. Um, you were very confident 
that the Steelers were going to win against the Ravens. Um, and yet the Ravens have swept you this year. Um, what happened? I mean, what happened? Oh, man. It was – there's something to be said, and um, obviously I'm guilty of it. I mean, we all were to a degree. But there's something to be said when you play your your your, your true rival. Um, they typically produce lower scoring games, and there's actually a bunch of data that this supports that when you play your division opponent, uh, you know the scoring outputs are are decreased pretty by a pretty decent margin. And um, <laughs> the Ravens had a really good game plan. Honestly, they basically decided that the Steelers uh, will be able to run on them at will. They were going to play uh, basically coverage defense, man too deep. Um, and, and just, you know, let the Steelers run. Uh, but they were hell-bent on letting the Steelers pass. And on offense, um, for the Ravens, they basically just were, were very methodical, short passes, extended run, um, basically beating up the Steelers' uh, cover two, then uh, don't break defense because they were able to, to play basically play ball control through that. Um, ben played a really bad game. Uh, honestly, uh, this is his first bad game he's played all season. He came at a really ill time. Um, him and Antonio weren't on the same page. Uh, they had a touchdown taken away from them, which I thought was pretty questionable. I thought it was a touchdown Antonio scored, but really didn't matter. They couldn't get it together. They had many opportunities to do so. Um, the offense in, in general, you know, underwhelmed, except for D'Angelo, you know. But the Steelers weren't patient. They they were very pass-heavy in the second half rather than just letting D'Angelo take over. Uh, I'm not sure if that was a Todd Haley thing or what. Um, but it was very odd for me to see that because the Ravens didn't change up what they were doing defensively whatsoever. Um, and, God, the, yeah, the, and the Ravens just kept converting third down. It was so brutal. And Ryan Mallett, of all fucking people, he's so bad. But he played so well. It was just, it was just, just so tilting. It was just disgusting. And, you know, again, Train, uh, I believe he and, and JB even said, you know, don't sleep on those on those Ravens. And, and, you know, and one thing we talked about before is, and I think it proved itself true to a degree, is that, you know, throw away the records. When the Steelers and Ravens play, that's a true rivalry, as well as Bears and Packers, which we agree, of course, is NFL great rivalry. This is as well. I mean, that just, it just proves itself to be true. It doesn't matter what the records were. The Ravens got up and played a great game. Jim Harbaugh, we see a lot of teams this year, uh, towards the end of the year, just give it up. You know, just just pack their bags and let the season kind of just play itself out. Not the Ravens, not John Harbaugh, not when they're playing the Steelers. So you know, but uh, let me let me just, let me, just let me let, but let me just let me just say this though, and I have to because you're sounding very contrite and you're sounding very you know, you want to sound anything like the last week. I just just want to say I'm sick. You, you you gave them no love, no respect last week. You you just it, the, the the farthest thing from your mind was that this was even possible. Yeah, and, no, and 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 even true. when your host, even when your head host here pointed out that the Ravens did beat you earlier this year, you scoffed at that. Now I just reminded you, you're very contrite now, but you scoffed at it last week. Just saying, that's it. Just saying. Yeah, I mean we all we all kind of did. I mean we realized there was a chance, but like it just. Oh, I was. Very, I, don't very, let me pull out the clip. No, I I very clearly I very clearly said, division game. Don't sleep on the Ravens. I did pick your Steelers. Because you guys have been hot, but I very did say, you know, they beat you the first time. Why can't they beat you now? I did say that, but um, I did not expect you guys to lose. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna act like I picked the, the Ravens. I did not. But um, yeah, that was a that was a tough one. That was a tough one. 
All right, yeah. let's move over to the NFC. And, um, you know, Saturday night the Redskins won and they clinched the division. And, um, you know, so uh, at, at um, eight or nine wins, they will win the division. And uh, we must, you know, obviously give them their due. You like that? You like that? You know, now the problem is he's running with this. You like that now. Now he's, he's killing it now. I I may not play it again just because he's killing it now. He he wants to make. I think he wants to make money off of it. If you ask me. Um, but whatever. You know, they did win the division, so congratulations to the Redskins. Um, and if we look around, um, we saw the Panthers go down um, to the Falcons, which you know. Uh, kind of a very similar scenario to the, the Pittsburgh and uh, Baltimore. You know, you had one team that was on fire and another team that's <laughs> on And, um, you know, we all thought that Carolina, you know, I, I, I will say I did think Carolina was going to win because Atlanta ain't showed me anything. But I will remind everyone that the omniscient one did not believe that Carolina would go undefeated. I was running out of games. <laughs> um, and, and let me just say this. I've been wrong a few times this year. I'm not going to try to act like I'm never wrong. You know, I picked the Packers, and they they, they just got a, got mollywhopped. Um, I don't know who that quarterback is uh, wearing number 12, looking like Aaron Rodgers back there, because um, clearly he's been uh, infiltrated by some alien force that has taken over his body, because that is not Aaron Rodgers back there. I don't know who That's the heck that is. Um, it's him. Yeah, no, nah, okay. somebody, somebody done took, took over, because I watched he, it. He playing, he playing like garbage. He playing like invasion of the body snatchers. Invasion of the body snatchers. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you right now. We're going to find out. It's going to come on Al Jazeera. They're going to report that it was, you know, <laughs> you know Star Wars has landed, right? The biggest movie ever has landed. They brought some aliens down here, and they done took over Aaron Rodgers, and that's not really Aaron Rodgers. But um, so I did pick the Packers to win that game, and I was dead wrong. The Cardinals – look as good as any team in the NFL right now. Um, But but I will say this, where I was wrong about the Cardinals, I was right about the fact that I think the Falcons had a chip on their shoulder. And I think, uh, and there were some comments by players after the game. I don't have the comments handy, and I apologize. I am trying to plan my, my New Year's Eve little little soiree and I was out shopping and I didn't get a chance to look up some things today but um really no excuse because I'm on vacation this week but anyway um but I did hear that there were some comments made by the players that they really did take offense to the game a few weeks ago a couple weeks ago where they got annihilated and that was the game that Cam Newton with about 10 minutes left they took the picture on the side and all that and I came on the show and I said they need to stop doing that you know, after the game is over, hey, fine. But during the game, it's disrespectful. And I got to tell you, I think this gave Atlanta um, some vinegar, some venom, and I think they came on a mission, and they played like a team. Now, obviously, where was this? You know, you started off the season um, well, and then and, 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 and you tanked the middle of the season. Where was this all season long? Should have had that kind of venom all season. Maybe, maybe you would have been 14-1. Um, but that said, I, I think – this is a good loss for Carolina. And I'm thinking now that that, that Cam is gonna amend that a little bit. That 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 they I think I think we're gonna see him tone it down a bit. He's still gonna dance after he scores. And that's okay. But I think all that sideline who and high that they do during the game, 
I have a feeling now that not, we're not going to see that anymore. We're not going to see the posing for the pictures in, in the fourth quarter. I, I just have a feeling that this is sending them a lesson that, hey, man, this thing is fragile. You know, this thing is fragile. And on any given week, any team with a chip on their shoulder can come in and take you out. Atlanta, who you just whooped 38 to nothing a couple weeks ago, just came and beat you. And you're trying to go in the playoffs and hopefully try to get to a Super Bowl. You better, you better get back and stay focused. I think this is going to be – this is what I consider to be a good loss because I watched his post-game interview, and I was impressed with his post-game interview. I give him credit. He said all the right things. He looked right in the mirror, and he said, yep, starts right with me. So – for that, good job. Good job, Cam, and good way to take a loss. I, 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 I gained more respect. And one other comment, and I'll let you guys speak. I found out something very interesting that I think the NFL should be shot. I think, I think the NFL should be just, just you know, shot or, or stun gunned or something. So you guys see Cam and many players, but especially Cam, takes a football and gives it to the kids or whatever in the stands. What I didn't know was that they get fined every time they do that, $5,500. Yeah, I heard about that a couple weeks ago. And Cam has racked a quarter of a million dollars in fines mm-hmm. over giving away footballs. Now, I have no words from the NFL on this. I'm going to assume, because I've, I've seen it in multiple places by people that I respect, um, so if that is gospel, first of all, it's shame not, I'm sorry. It's not, I'm looking it up right now. Cause I thought I heard like two different sides to this. Um, so here's the actual rule for it. It's somewhat true. Here's, here's what it really is. It's, uh, quarterly, a player can be fined for throwing a football into the stands. That happened to Jordan Matthews. He got fined 5,700 bucks for doing it. Um, but they don't apply, uh, to players handing a football to the fan. Now, now, where where are you? Because I could not no, cite your source. Because for me to validate it, uh, I got a I got a new source. David Newton, ESPN staff writer. Um, okay. It's called Panthers QB. Cam Newton not fine for giving little kids footballs. All right, uh, we'll see. Um, so I, that's that may or may not be true. If it's true. I don't know that I'm going to assume that every ESPN reporter um, is, is, is spewing facts because we know that some do and some don't. Um, but let me just say this. If it's not true, great, that issue. If it is true, shame on the NFL. I mean, this is the same NFL that wouldn't let D'Angelo Williams wear pink to honor his mother or grandmother, one or the other, who was recovering from breast cancer. I think the NFL needs to wake up and realize that these are Men, these are people, and, you know, this is a people business. And, you know, you, you really need to loosen things up here a little, just a little bit, okay? And, and if this thing with Cam is true, disgusting. Um, and if it is true, Cam just earned that much more respect that, you know, I know guy's making a ton of money, but still, you know, if he does have to pay every time he does it and he still does it, man, I, I, I feel like I can't really say anything else bad about the brother if that is the case. You know, I still like I, I, I have to I have to rescind all my negativity on him because that's amazing. That really is amazing. That's a $5,000 ball, man. That is a $5,000 ball. Um, he, yeah. Even if he doesn't get fined, I think it's awesome that he does that. Cause, I mean, well, I think yeah. he had to chase down balls from a referee just to get <laughs> into the fan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, um, JB, your thoughts on the loss in Carolina? Um, 
And and you know, do you think this is a good loss, a bad loss? What did you get? What did you gain from that? Well, before I answer that question, let me piggyback on the Cam Newton with the football thing. I don't know if y'all heard the story about Eric Weddle, um, safety yes. for the Chargers. He was fined ten thousand for watching his daughter at halftime by the Chargers organization. Outlandish, absolutely outlandish, sickening. Um, I, 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 I don't, I, I can't, I can't say anything else about it. I'm just disgusted by it. So it made me think about that. Absolutely. To answer your question, T. Um, one, I called it. I said the Falcons were going to win, and I said it's because of it being a divisional game, and they always play tough at home when it's a divisional game. Is it a good loss? Yes. I think it, you could see it trending, too, because they, they barely hung on against the Giants. They they barely hung on against um, the team they played before then. So you could see something was, was about to happen. And I think this is going to be one of those losses where it's a wake-up call. It's a We're not perfect. We do have some flaws. We do need to, to shape up or we're going to get shipped out with the playoffs right around the corner. So I think from – Cam, the head coaches, all the way down to the water boy, they're going to really take a look in the mirror and get things right because they're going to have that first round by, and then they're going to host their first playoff game of the season. You lose that one, the whole 14-1 and or 15-1 and or 14-2 and season, it's for nothing. So I, I do agree. I think this is a, a good loss, and they can learn from it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I agree. Um as far as the NFC playoff picture goes, um, right now Carolina wins and they have home field all the way through. If they lose and Arizona wins and Arizona has a home field all the way through, but those are your one and two seeds respectively. Um, Seattle, even though they lost, has clinched a playoff spot. And, um, you know, you've got the Redskins winning the division and you've got the Packers and the Vikings um now, do they do they play train this weekend? Yeah, they play okay. each other, man. They play each other. That's that's what I thought. Um, so they play for the division. Um, and for the division. I, and, I, and I, I got And the loser takes the takes the wild card. So we're looking at yeah. So we're looking at the loser going to at ten and six. Oh, so Seattle wins. Yeah, we don't know. So one of them is going to be five, and one of them is going to be six at this point. But we don't know yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. So we 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 know our six playoff teams in the NFC. We just don't know. The only thing that we can pretty much count on is the Redskins are going to be the fourth seed. They're locked in. They're 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 nowhere they can go. They're the division champs, but they're the lowest, so they're going to be four. Um, so they're going to play. Um, you know, uh, a lot of it depends on where these other three teams end up. The Packers do not look very good um, at all, um, but we'll see. We'll see what Aaron, we'll see what Aaron Rodgers can come up with against the Vikings. But uh, they they don't have the receivers to get open. I mean, they yeah. Uh, you know, last week was pretty bad for me, <laughs> but I'll say that. Uh, one thing I did say when we were picking the Cardinals and Packers is I felt the Cardinals were going to blow them out. And the only reason why I say that is because they can't they can't separate. Those receivers cannot separate. And, and Arizona has a really good secondary. And Packers, I don't think they had much of a lifespan in the playoffs because there's no Jordy Nelson walking through the door. they got to play with who they got to play with. And Randall Cobb has been just a ghost of himself. And it's because they don't have that deep perimeter threat on the outside anymore. And they're, they, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a one-and-done team at all. 
And Aaron Rodgers was completely terrible because of it. I figured he was a guy. I'm not saying that he's not great. He certainly is. But you, I think we expect more. I think we all expected more of him, um, even though they lost Jordy, to kind of pick up the play of his other players and make them at least a little better. But I don't, we really haven't seen too much of that. Trey, do you have what? thoughts? Oh, go ahead. Somebody was trying to say something. No, what, what, what are you about to say, though? Well, I was going to ask your thoughts on who do you think. I mean, you know, I guess we'll get into our picks shortly, but um, it's your division, and do you have thoughts on, you know, is is, is the Vikings prime to win this division, or is Aaron Rodgers going to, um, you know, show us why he's generally considered one of the better quarterbacks in this league? Well, the Vikings need to do two things that they didn't do well in the last game against against the Packers. Um, they need to make sure they get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They need to make sure they run the ball well. Other than if, if they don't do those, if they don't fix those two areas, they won't they won't beat Green Bay. Uh, every team that's been able to beat Green Bay, one of the, one of the consistent things they've been able to do is put pressure on Aaron Rodgers because it takes those receivers forever to get open. The yeah. Vikings secondary has not been that their 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 secondary is not is is not as good as some of these other teams that have beat Green Bay. And on top of that, uh, their pass rush isn't you know wasn't getting there. So if their pass rush can get there, you know they they can be a formidable team. But I still I just I, you know until I see it, I kind of give I kind of still give Green Bay the edge because uh, uh, the the Vikings defense isn't consistent against them. Okay. Um, I, I really, I mean, we're going to get to our pickums in a few minutes. I, I don't really, <laughs> I am stunned at what I'm seeing in Green Bay overall. Um, and you're right, if, if that offensive line is putrid, if you get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked bad that game against Arizona. And uh, I know I said I don't believe in Bruce Arians, and I, and I still am not a fan of him. But that team, mm, I was thoroughly impressed by the team, offense and defense. Yeah. Um, you know, complete complete team, complete team. Yeah. Um. You yeah. know, and that is a, that is a team that is definitely a threat to take out Carolina. That is, there's no doubt about it. Um. And with Seattle going down to St. Louis, although for some reason it seems like St. Louis just has their number. So I don't know whether to take that as a sign of something or just dismiss it because St. Louis just seems to do this to them and just dismiss it and say, oh, that's just, that's their rivalry and St. Louis got their number, but Seattle's still going to be Seattle in the playoffs. I, I just don't, I don't know. The theme of the week was divisional losses to uh, inferior, otherwise inferior teams. And yeah. um, I think that it was, it was a great reminder to, to us all that, you know, these divisional games, you can't take them lightly no matter who, how much more talented the other team is. It kind of just goes off the hinges and throw it all off the board when they play. Yeah. yeah. But we don't I – don't, I don't even see the team to be just that much more talented. I mean, you – GMs? No, I, I don't. Because GMs draft – GMs and, and coaches who are GMs, you draft to beat your division. And if you, yeah. if you you're talking about what you're talking about St. Louis, you I think you kind of you kind of miss the talent that they have, and 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 the counter that they have against Seattle, they they got a good they they they're very good up front, which means they can stuff the run, which is a strength of Seattle's. They can get pressure on the quarterback, and they can run the ball well. And if you can run the ball against that defense, you take away the, the strength of the defense, which is their secondary. So I think you kind of you kind of when you talk about talent, you look at talents on both ends. They have a they have a perfect counter. 
And that's yeah, what no, it's all about. Okay, they, they, they bring up a good matchup. I don't think they, t- talent-wise, they really have anything on Seattle. I think that they just produce a unique uh, threat to them because that, you know, like you said, they're strange. They don't propose a, Seattle's they weaknesses are their strength. And they don't propose a unique threat. That's why I just said that they did. I just said that. I just, I just, I just said that they did. Okay. Okay. I think, I'll, yeah, yeah. I was agreeing with you there. I, I just don't think, like, from a talent standpoint, I think, yeah, I, where St. Louis is most talented is where Seattle is most vulnerable. Absolutely agreed there. Um, but as a whole, not really. Is talented. I think that's why you see St. Louis struggle against non-divisional opponents. You know, as often as they do. Hmm. Hmm. True okay. that. All right. Um, I, I just, I just have a quick comment um, for Cowboy Nation. I'm going to be very quick. Um, Cowboy Nation generally, y'all don't know football. Okay, and I'm just being honest with you. The calls for Jason Garrett to be fired are are, are just is just is just crazy. It's preposterous. Um, you know, the team is is trending in the right direction. Had a hiccup this year for very valid reasons. I don't want to hear other teams win with backups. Okay, listen, Matt Castle was terrible. Brandon Whedon was terrible. I don't care that he went over to Tennessee or beat Tennessee. I don't care. It, it's, irrele- it's irrelevant. It's a different team, different scheme, different coach, different players. What he did in Dallas doesn't change. What he did in Cleveland doesn't change. What Matt Castle has done... 75% of his career doesn't change. These guys are not good quarterbacks, period, okay? Um, if if uh, the guy in uh, uh, Houston clears uh, his name, I think Hoyer, if he clears concussion protocol, they're saying he's starting. So clearly, they're not sticking with Whedon. So whatever he got to win, but no one's sitting over there saying, oh, my God. Okay, so it's just you guys don't know football, and, and, and just shut up. Okay, I, I, I see posts, I see tweets, I see this, I see that. Just shut up. Okay, just stop talking. Okay, if you want to learn the game, tune into the Madden voice. But you don't know what you're talking about. Stop saying Jason Garrett should be fired. Stop saying that Brandon, why did we let Brandon Whedon go? Stop saying we need to go and get DeMarco Murray back. He ain't coming back to Dallas. Now, I will admit the thought of him returning is intriguing, but financially it ain't going to happen. He ain't happy over there. Oh, well, too bad. You shouldn't have signed with Philly. You're stuck. Under contract, just stop it and stop saying we need to go get a quarterback. No, we need our quarterback to be healthy. Okay, real simple. A year ago, you guys are smelling your farts, right? A year ago, you're all happy and high and mighty because we're 12 and four and going in the playoffs. Well, guess what? We had a healthy Tony Romo and a healthy Des Bryant. This year, we don't. So let's see what happens next year. These guys can get healthy and we can get back 90% of this team and make a few moves then who knows what will happen next year. But that's a long way away. So just, hey, it's a bad season. We're going to get a top five draft pick. That's the benefit of having a bad season. We get to strengthen our team by getting a top draft pick. And that's it. But other than that, shut up. Ah, okay, done. All right. Get off my lawn. What's that? <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. I got a better one. Jay, you ready? Get your hands off my pitchets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Power rankings. JB, you have the honors of going first. Uh, yes, indeed. Power rankings. This should be lovely. Um, I'm actually going to probably shake things up a bit since we had such a crazy week. 
Uh, number five, I am going to have the Kansas City Chiefs at number five. Uh, number four, <clears throat> number four, I'm going to go with the um, go with the Broncos at number four. Number three, I'm going to take the Panthers. Number two, I'm going with the Pats. And number one, I'm going with Arizona. Whoo, that's a yassy shake-up. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, had to, I had to think about that one, but I, look at the Cardinals and what they've been doing. Um, and, and everybody else that we've talked about, they've lost. But the Cardinals have, have just keep churning and churning and churning. Uh, Carson Palmer is playing at MVP caliber level. And that's a that like T. I think you said it also earlier about five ten. That's a complete team, and they certainly are. So uh, that's why I'm putting them at number one, just slightly ahead of uh, of the pack. So one well, one through three, real close. Well, but why drop Carolina down to three? That's what I was gonna say. That that yeah, I don't get it all. Yeah, and and I had a. I was going back and forth with that one. I was going to put them at two, three, two, three. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm going to put them at three. Really, I really want to put them at two and drop the pass to three. So let me let me change that. Put the pass at three. Put Panthers at two. That's what I really want. I can live with that, too. Um, that, 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 there's a little bit of logic there as opposed to having the Panthers drop at 14 and one to three. I, I didn't see that. But all right. Yeah, put 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 the at two. Put the pass at three. Like I said, I'm a little under the weather, so bear with me. All right. <laughs> all right. Nah, man, I'm real. If it weren't for all the things that happened this week, I'd be like, oh, I could probably have to catch y'all next week. All right. All right, Dr. Train, power rankings, who you got? Now, I'm just going to keep mine simple. You know what I'm saying? I understand teams are getting hot, but those same teams are hot one week, cold as, uh, cold as ice, or even colder. Can you be cold as ice? Maybe the next week. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Bengals at five, Broncos at four, uh, uh, Pats at three, uh, Arizona at two, and then Carolina still at one. Okay. Okay, Star. I bet we won't hear the Steelers this week. But anyway, go ahead. Um, Anyway. Chiefs at the, uh, number five, <clears throat> the Bengals uh, at four. You know, they lost. We saw it, but I was actually pretty impressed um, <laughs> by uh, how much Aaron played overall. I know he fumbled it. He just really struck the ball, but he, he was more than just a game manager. I think that if they thumb as a play, they, they might be okay. They, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, number three, I have the Patriots. Uh, number two, I... Actually, UJB had the Panthers, and number one had the Cardinals. I feel like if the, I feel like if I don't know the odds looking at it from Vegas' standpoint, but I feel like the probably the favorites to win the NFC probably going to be the Cardinals. Just have that feeling. So you put the Panthers at three, two. Uh, the Panthers, Panthers two, Patriots three. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Well, my par rankings, I have the Chiefs at five, can no longer uh, ignore a nine-game winning streak. Um, uh, you know, starting at one and five and being left for dead and now ten and five. 
um, and, and and still could win your division is is just remarkable. Um, so Chiefs at five, uh, Broncos with a nice win um, um, at four, and and let's see if Peyton uh, re- retakes the helm at some point. Um, I've got the Patriots at three. They did lose. Um, I still have the Cardinals at two. I couldn't justify uh, putting a team that's 14 and one, um, and that includes 14 um, wins in a row, 18 regular season wins in a row, 19, uh, oh no, 18, 18 regular season wins in a row, and 14 in a row, and then they lose one, and then you drop them. I, you know, and they're still the only team with one loss. I, I don't see that logic. I know Arizona's really looked impressive against uh Green Bay, but I, I think part of that is Green Bay too. Um and Arizona it does look like a complete team, but but um you know, they still they do have two losses. And and Carolina has won fourteen in a row. I mean, that's that's remarkable. So um so uh Madden Voice cumulative rankings uh have the Chiefs at four, Broncos at three Patriots at two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chiefs at five. Broncos at four. Patriots at three. Cardinals at two. Panthers still at one. Uh, it was a tie, but we don't, you know, if you were already number one and it's a tie, you you yeah. keep your number one spot. So, um, and just as kind of a, an interesting uh, NFL.com par rankings, actually um, similar, but they had the Jets at five, then the Chiefs, then the Patriots, Cardinals, Panthers at number one. So um, they threw the Jets in there, a team that none of us really talked about, but a team that did have a nice win over the Patriots. Can we we actually uh, talk about that quickly? Because let me just give you a take. Um, Why do you think the Patriots kick the ball off in overtime? I honestly think that Belichick is outsmarted himself. I think that was the dumbest decision um, that a Hall of Fame quarterback could ever make at this stage in his career. You you mean to tell me that you didn't trust your Hall of Fame six Super Bowl appearing quarterback to come down and score points? You you had that much fear of the Jets D that you wanted your D to go out there first, knowing that if they score a touchdown, the game's over. And Brady never touches the ball. I just, I, I think he just made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, he went straight away from the strength of his team. So, stupid. So, there's a there. There is a thought that yes, the I know. Yeah, yeah. They the didn't want to with the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Which. Um, I yeah. never know, but I do think it's odd that Bill Belichick made such a weird decision that really doesn't add up from a football thought standpoint, from a tactical standpoint, given that he is Tom Brady. Like, it just that that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't add up. So I, I can't imagine a decision to tank a game when you're trying to play for home field advantage, and we all know how important home field advantage can be in the NFL. I, I can't imagine because now you're in a, you're in a situation where you may get to buy and not have home field. Um, yeah. So you know, you know, you've got Denver and even Cincinnati 
still, you know, looking at the po- that possibility, uh, or I should say Cincinnati and even Denver. Um, I, I can't imagine that, but you, but you know, Belichick, you just don't know. I just think he just he overthought it and outsmarted himself. So that, that's what I think. This ain't this ain't like opening the opening where you defer and say I'll kick in the second half. This is this is this is this is uh, overtime sudden death. And let me just make one other comment. I think NFL needs to change sudden death. You already made the one change. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. But if this is the way it's going to be, where you give both teams a chance, then give both teams a chance whether they kick a field goal to score a touchdown. I mean, I think that's just ridiculous. You score three points, the other team gets a chance. You score six, the game's over. What? Huh? So, what's the point? I you know, yeah, I don't like it either. I, I, I think, I, honestly, I was okay with how it's been for 40 years. But you wanted to change it and make it more college football like, okay, fine. Then give both teams a chance. If you score a touchdown, that team has a chance to score a touchdown. If they come down and score a touchdown, okay, the next team that score wins the game. Fine with that. <clears throat> but what do I know? All right. All right. Let's go make some picks, guys. Y'all ready? <clears throat> let's roll. Jets at Buffalo. Is anybody picking the Bills? Me. Yeah. Yes. Who, who is that? Hey, sir? Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. We're rooting for the bills. All right. We need the bills. I will. All right. You, you know, know every You think every kid to get a scenario for the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is the only scenario we need. We just need the Jets to lose and um, the Bills. Listen, they're seven and eight. I mean, they're not awful, and they're at home. There's the Rex Ryan narrative, you know, that they can keep them out of the playoffs. So I have, I have some hope. Everything with the Steelers. Everything with the Steelers. Of course. Everything with the Steelers. Okay. Of course. All I'm saying is, you can still there's a chance. You can still root for the Steelers to get in, but in case it don't, man, you can get your picks right. Yeah. Listen, I'm all in. I just gotta go with it, right? No, I'm just gonna be over here. No bills. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of meaningless games. I'm going to whiz through meaningless games because we're at the end of the season. Eagles at the Giants. Ho-hum. Um, uh, Eagles coach got fired. Uh, Giants don't look much better. Giants are home. I'm going with the Giants. Um, who you guys got? It? Giants. Anybody got the Eagles? Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles addition by subtraction. All right. Jay's got oh, the Eagles. Meaningless game. Who cares? Um, Lions at the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears just because Dr. Train's my brother. That's really the only reason. Woo! Hey, D. Hey, man. <laughs> Bears. Anybody yep. got the Lions? I got, I got the Lions. You know, you could have yeah. came around and made it unanimous, man. Show some support for Dr. Train. Hey, you know, I feel like whenever we do that for the Bears, like, we all just lose together. That's right. Like, You're absolutely like... right. That's the side of it. <laughs> All right. All right. Saints at the Falcons, another meaningless game. I'm going with the Saints. Uh, Falcons pretty much shot shot there wide against uh, Carolina. They got nothing left. Saints are going to go in and do, 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 do the number. Anybody got Atlanta? I'll go with Atlanta. Okay. All right. Titans three and twelve at the Colts. Um, Colts, 
Yeah. Okay, that was pretty easy. Red I'm going to pick the Titans, man. You going to pick the Titans? Oh, now the you want to pick the Titans. They don't, they don't have a quarterback. They got, I, don't I don't know who they bring in the quarterback. Quarterback. Brandon Whedon. They signed Josh. They signed Josh Freeman today. Yeah. Brandon Whedon just beat yep. the, t- the Titans, man. Come on, man. They don't need a quarterback. You can go in and <laughs> beat the Titans, man. Just saying. Yeah, Titans right. do suck. Yeah, Titans are terrible. Um, all right. Redskins at the Cowboys. Um, yeah, the Cowboys are horrible, but I'm picking the Cowboys. Why not go down with the ship? Redskins got nothing to play for. Maybe they'll rest the starters and we can get a win. Uh, I really, honestly, this is be one of the few times in my life I don't care. Um, I'm almost, I'm almost now saying, screw it, blow the game and get a better draft pick. I really don't care at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you I, I really don't because I, I you know, real quick, um, Kellen Moore. I know this is only his first start. I was not impressed. I, it was pretty much, um, pretty much what I've seen all year: the inability to score touchdowns. You know, we need a quarterback that can score touchdowns. You know, Romo can score touchdowns. Uh, Whedon, to his credit, actually did put up more points than any other quarterback on the team. But, you know, that's that's a move. more six points ain't going to do it. But anyway, going with Dallas. Anybody taking Redskins? Sorry, man. I have no, they're sitting, they're sitting, they're sitting their starters anyway. Are they resting their starters? Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. Dr. Train, and you're picking the Redskins after I just threw love your way? I appreciate the love, man, but I'm trying to win my pick. Man, I'm picking the – I'm changing my pick, man. I'm picking the Lions now. I still love you, Chief, by all means. I'm with you, man. You blew it now. I'm going for the Lions. Screw it. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Done. Virtual yeah. man. And, and, and guess what? Bears lose. I'm texting you. All right. Um, <laughs> Patriots at the Dolphins. Anybody picking the Dolphins in an upset? Smart. Smart. Okay. Ravens at the Bengals. Anybody picking the bang? Uh, I'm sorry. Anybody picking the Ravens? K Star. <laughs> no. Nope. No, nope. Not even. K-Star. Okay. Steelers at the Browns. Is anybody picking the Browns? Let's move on. Guys, making this easy. Jaguars at the Texans. Is anybody picking the Jaguars? Man, Jaguars are a hot team, but I really think the Texans want this one, so I'm a... mm-hmm. You know what? I'm, I'm going with the Jags. I was, I figured you might. I was waiting for you, JB. I was figuring yeah. you were gonna say that. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Seahawks at the Cardinals. As much as I hate to do it, I'm picking the Cardinals. I, I don't have the same I don't have the same faith in the Seahawks anymore. Cardinals look like a complete team. And if the Seahawks are gonna do anything in the off season, it needs to start in this game, but I'm picking the Cardinals. Um, is anybody going with the Seahawks? No, no they don't even have much to play for. Hmm. They play for momentum. <laughs> That's what they need. Yeah, to I guess. I feel like the Seahawks are like such a big time team, though. Like, they haven't changed their seat or anything, really. So. Yeah. I like the Cardinals. So that's just they me. need to go and play to win. They need to go and play to win. They need to go. This is. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
you know. Um, yeah, I'm going to see how coach. Are you, Jay? Yeah, I, I am because I think they want to get that taste out of their mouth. Um, Cardinals are on fire. It's going to be a great game, I believe, but uh, I, I just have a hunch, and I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to go with this game. All right. Okay. All right. Chargers at the Broncos. Anybody taking the Chargers? I'm going Broncos all day. Let's move on. Raiders at the Chiefs. It's going to be a good one. I'm going with the Chiefs. Is anybody taking the Raiders? Nope. I'm going with Chiefs, too. But, you know, that's off to the Raiders because the, the, the silver and black seems to be coming back. They got a nice young core. They're going to be pretty good yes, they next do. year. Yes, they do. I look forward to seeing that team play next year. I really yeah, do. Yeah. I, I, I thought Reggie McKenzie was crazy, but he's he's doing a darn thing. Yeah. We'll see. They're in a tough division, so we'll see. And we're in the Chippewa offense, by the way. Yeah, as they, as they'll be home in the postseason with Chip Kelly, you can all <laughs> hang around and you know talk to each other. All right. Um, Rams at the Forty ers uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. Does anybody want the Forty Niners? Okay. Does anybody want Blaine Gabbert? Yeah, that's what I thought. Packers? Yep. Okay. 
So we got one and one. K-Star. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings. Packers <clears throat> give up four and a half yards per carry. Up to play Adrian Peterson. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't go against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, I think this is this is this is important. I, I don't think they're gonna. I, I earlier on the season, I thought they had a chance to, you know, play well against the Seattle or or Carolina. Even I'm I'm not there anymore. But I do think they have enough to beat their division rival and win the division. Um, and it's possible that they could get on a roll. I don't know. I, I think they know what we know. They know that pressure is a problem. They know that their wide receivers getting separation is a problem. Uh, Mike Zimmer is a defensive specialist. We had him in Dallas for quite a while. He and, and I, I know his coaching ability very well. And at one point, I had hoped that they would have given him the head coaching job in Dallas, but um, instead he went over to Cincinnati. Um, so I, I, he's a very, very good coach. And I'm not surprised that he's getting what he can get out of these players. He's a very good coach. Um, but so is Mike McCarthy. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I just – this is the game. This is why we have a title that Train created called the Four Horsemen because when the chips are down, this is where the quarter – this is where you want to see the quarterback step up, right? We, we are expecting to see – I'm expecting to see Aaron Rodgers play well. We're expecting to see Tom Brady bounce back. You know, right? We're expecting when Peyton Manning returns that he's going to play at a higher level, which is why, you know, he wants to make sure he's healthy before he comes back. You know, Big Ben, maybe in, maybe out of Four Horsemen. You know, depends on which what day of the week, but he, he's that good. He he deserves to be mentioned in that category. We expect him to bounce back. And play. We expect, I expect him to come back and play well this week. I give him that kind of respect, okay? Um so for me, it really comes down to head coach and quarterback. I give an edge in head coaching to McCarthy because he's been doing it longer and he has a Super Bowl. I give a huge edge in quarterback to Aaron Rodgers, even though he doesn't have the weapons he's accustomed to. We've seen him susceptible with pressure. I agree. That is a problem. I think they're going to game plan accordingly, though. I do. He's agile. He's mobile. And I think we're going to see him moving around rollouts and that kind of stuff to try to counteract some of the blitzes and some of the pressure they have problems with. And, 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 and yes, Adrian Peterson, um, you know, it could be an issue. Keep your eye on Eddie Lacy. Keep your eye on him. I, I have something that tells me he's going to have a big game. Okay. Packers, Packers, baby. I have spoken. You're right. You know, eventually the four horses get defeated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and 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 you know that could happen Sunday. Um, I just don't think it will. I think he will get defeated. I am no longer, you know, uh, I, Arizona impressed me. I still think Seattle can make a run, and of course Carolina. Those are the three teams for me to come out of the NFC. Everybody else, they're pretenders. Those are the three. I agree. That's it. So, um, all right. Uh, I know my brother's not feeling well, and I, I wanted to make sure we got done. It's close to on time tonight. We are right at our normal two-hour time window. So um, let's wrap it up. Uh, JB, uh, any final words? Yeah, well, I appreciate the uh, expeditious move to facilitate this and get us out of here. I appreciate it. Uh, final words. Last week, gentlemen, 
the last week of regular season. There's no Thursday night football. This is all Sunday. No Monday night. This is all Sunday. So whatever you do, when you wake up Sunday morning, get, get your mouth ready for some serious primetime football, baby. Merry New Year. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you, JB. K-Star, final words. Go Bills. Completely devastating. I'll be, I went to bed at 7 p.m. Um, Sunday night. I just want you guys to know that I was sick. I couldn't deal with. I couldn't deal with what was going on. I just had to make it stop. And and I don't want to go to bed really early on Sunday. All right. I really don't want to go to bed at 4 p.m. Just saying. You know, you always know when the Steelers didn't do well because you go to Facebook, you go to his Facebook page, there's nothing. When the Steelers do well, there's about three days of posts. And Ben is this, and Antonio is that, and the Steelers are this, and uh, and I, uh, you know, look at the power rankings, and look at it. when the Steelers don't do well, there's number tumbleweeds on his Facebook page. There's nothing. He's posting about pictures of him and his daughter. I, I'm looking. I see a, a, a Facebook post, and it's him. It changes profile picture. Him and his daughter. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, that's cool. Where's Pittsburgh stuff? Nothing. So that's all you gotta do. Just go to his Facebook page. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Doctor Strange, any final words? Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the seat next to me on the no playoff spot for, for K Star. <laughs> Join me and T and JV. <laughs> so, you know, we chilling right now. We got our seats early, so we say no. Nah, <laughs> Trying to avoid that. But now, uh, just lastly, fast fantasy football update. We we had our we just got our first back to back champion. Uh, sorry, JB. I I saw what happened to your team, man. Some some of you guys just did not deliver uh, that you needed to put some double digit points. So Nails got his first back to back championship uh, in the AFL fantasy football league. So congratulations to him. And congratulations to a few others who actually stepped their game up. Looked pretty good. Yeah. Hats so, off to uh, him. He, he had a better team this week. Hats off to him. I, I take nothing away from it. I'll be back next year, yeah. though. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we'll all be back next year. Yeah. With that said, I'm just looking looking forward to seeing uh, Chicago kind of wrap up the season on a positive. I don't really care about what draft spot we, we fall into because really it's all about uh, you still need to make a good pick no matter what spot you're in. I just want to see us win on the high, go out on the high note. So beating Detroit would be pretty nice for me anyway. Okay. All right. Thank you, fellas. going to mute you guys all now as I do my final words. Um, first of all, congratulations now, a.k.a. Tiki Sun, 21 from the Madden days on back-to-back uh, championships. And also congratulations to my brother um, for uh, being the runner-up, keeping the Floyd name alive. And uh, next year, I suspect that uh, we will all be back and, and make it a very competitive league again. So, again, congratulations. And congratulations to all the fantasy football champions out there. Um you know, it's the it's, it's the end of the regular season. It's also the end of 2015. And, um, you know, every year that I do the show and we're, we're embarking on nine years of doing the show, um, I, I always talk about how fast the football season goes. 
And um, it does. I can't believe it's December 29th. I can't believe that we're at the end of the year, we're at the end of the football season. It just, it literally flies by. Um, so the first thing I'll say is enjoy your last games. All you guys, we all get one last game with our teams. Um, you know, I'll watch because I'm a fan and I'm loyal. We'll see what happens. But um, enjoy it. Get ready for the playoff push. Um, and, you know, we're at the end of the year. New Year's Eve is coming Thursday night. And a lot of people think that it's time for cleansing and, you know, I'm going to make changes in my life and I'm going to make promises. And um, listen, T-Bonics, I haven't done T-Bonics in a while. New Year's resolutions don't work. Okay, they just, they just don't work. Okay. Um, you want to make a change, just make it. You don't have to wait to a date on a calendar or a particular event and then say, okay, as of this date, I, just make the change and just do it. Okay. You want to stop, you know, eating things you shouldn't be eating, then just stop doing it. You want to quit smoking. You want to stop drinking. You, you, you want to go back to school then just do it. But I'm telling you now to wait to New Year's Eve to, to make these resolutions and these vows. It never works. Ask anybody. Most people won't even remember what their New Year's resolutions were from last year. Never mind if they kept them. So listen, you could do it any time. There's no reason to wait because guess what? You're living your life now. So you know what? Do something about it now. All right. There you go. T Bonics from Commissioner T. That said, I want to wish everybody a happy, prosperous, Happy, healthy New Year's to you and your families out there. We look forward to seeing you back here next Tuesday night. It'll be me, JB, and and um, Dr. Train, because we know K-Star is going to have the blue flu next week, so we won't see K-Star. But um, <laughs> that said, we'll be back here next week. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your weekends. Happy New Year. Remember, Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night.